3: Talk. Uh, it's getting cold and horrible, but the football season is getting into full gear as everything's heating up in football. So we have got a 3-1 victory of home to Cambridge tonight to talk about, plenty to cover from that game. Uh, and then we have Ipswich Town on Tuesday night, which pre-season, you know, we would assume is a proper promotion clash. Uh, maybe not the case from Ipswich side of point of view. Um, but we'll come on to that later on, we will be joining the Ipswich fan as normal for the scout report to cover Ipswich Town later on. Uh, we have the usual suspects with us, Michael and Danny are joining us. Thank you, boys. Hello. Hello, everybody. Um, the first thing we're going to cover tonight is not a pleasant subject. Uh, as After the re- game that yesterday, there was reports that a Rotherham fan racially abused a Cambridge fan. Um, we wanted to just sort of mention this, that obviously racism has no room in the game the club have released a statement saying it's been investigated I hope that uh, individual is identified and banned for as long as they can possibly ban them Um, we're lucky as a club we've never been associated with things like this in the past as a club Um, so yeah hopefully this is never happens again our grounds and hopefully the individual whoever it is is not seen at a Rotherham game uh, ever again Uh, due to when I had anything on top of that
4: not for me. I think you're absolutely right. There's no room for it anywhere, whether it be
0: in football or anywhere else. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I've heard whispers that the guy has been identified um, as and making the obscene gestures towards him. Um, but there were a number of fans giving it to the Cambridge fans, which is what you do at football. Mm. You know, it speaks part and parcel of the... Uh, of the vibe from it but the whole racism thing shouldn't be part of it and making obscene gestures towards certain fans in their end shouldn't be part of the game i hope they ban them for as long as possible life ban uh i hope south yorkshire police do them for some sort of hate crime violation um and they're punished to the full extent that they can be you hear, hear um before we get onto the
3: actual actual action as always we're going to hear from our sponsor uh, manscaped
0: This video is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped are the best at below the waist grooming. Over 4 million lads and lasses use Manscaped worldwide, including yours truly. Now Manscaped have given me an early look-see at their latest trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, and I tell you what, it is some quality stuff. They've also given me a look-see at the ball deodorant and the ball toner, which you use for your... Use code NYT for 20% off and free shipping at the checkout when you visit manscape.com. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programme.
3: So, let's talk about a victory. Um, a 3 1 victory over Cambridge United. Certainly not plain sailing. Um, but we will come through with the game, through with the goals. Um, let's start with the initial lineup. Um, it was mostly, as expected, a very man, there was no Michael Smith. Um, the one man that was missing from the centre of the park, which was a surprise, Danny, uh, was Ollie Rathbone. As it turns out, it's it's illness, which may or may not keep him out on Tuesday. Um, I assumed it was going to be a blow, and in my opinion, it turned out we missed his energy in the midfield for me.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think Ollie does add that certain... Um, whip it energy okay. in midfield, if you like. Um, <clears throat> I noticed there was a lot less running in midfield mm. from the rest of the players. However, in the long run, it sort of proved how good we are depth-wise because, yes, we weren't as intense, but it didn't really matter, if that makes sense. Mm. There, was le- yeah. there was a bit less desire to win the ball back in the middle, but, you know, you've got a, a strong back line and a strong front line either side of them, so... Yeah, it, it sort of worked out worked itself out. Um, hopefully he's available for Tuesday. I've just seen the article from Paul Davis saying they are hopeful but they're not going to put all their eggs in one basket just yet. Um he hasn't trained at all this week, so whether he trains a bit on Monday, I don't know. But we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But you know, you've got Jamie Lindsay chomping at the bit to get back in. So yeah, I'm not Worried if Ollie has to miss Tuesday because someone like Jamie Lindsay might actually do a number on the Ipswich midfield. You know what it's like being mm. the terrier that he is, and he likes to bite ankles and all sorts, as Paul once says. Um, so yeah, good for Ollie, but you never know. This little rest out might just recharge his batteries back up to one hundred percent if he <laughs> if he's been not running at one hundred percent at all. But yeah, mm. all the best to Ollie for me and everybody else. Yeah, yeah definitely. I will come on to the
3: other midfield. Selection in a minute. Uh, who came in for him? Because that's a, that's a big conversation. Um, but defensively, make back three: uh, Reg, Woody, and Hardin. I, I mean, at the start of the season, if you could have told me that Icky wouldn't be a first choice starter at some point this season, I would have been very, very shocked. Yeah. But to be fair, the back three were, were for the most part, very, very good. Again. Yeah,
4: absolutely. They're solid as a rock, aren't they? You know, it picks itself at the moment. You know, there's not one of them at all that's done anything realistically that. What would warrant even considering dropping him and um, you know occasionally uh, Wes Harding has a little bit of a brain fart every now and again but you know he is playing completely out of position he's playing not only is he out of position he's on wrong side at pitch as well uh, but you wouldn't know that for the bulk of the time so you know, I thought uh, I thought defensively we were pretty well what's the word expectedly strong you know you know what I mean just yeah I'm not. I, I I struggle a little bit with uh, uh, centre forward inside. I know his granddad's an ex-miller, mm. but um, big and awkward. And... It, uh, he's big, awkward, and and he tried his hardest to um, to deck Woody every single time and failed. Uh, mm. But that seemed to be his only sort of mm. the only thing he had really. You know, um, He didn't really threaten anything else, um, or we didn't allow him to. Our back three didn't allow him to. Whichever it is, I don't know. But uh, yeah. Pretty
3: impressive, but back again. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, I thought for the, up until the goal, I mean, I Danny. I thought we, I thought we, I thought after the goal we struggled, um, but it was just something missing. I, I think it probably was the energy of Rathbone. It was a little bit disjointed. It was a little bit just not at the levels it has been. I, it could, we'd not played for two weeks, and I suppose that's part of it as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. I think <clears throat> even though the international break. To give us a chance just to recharge and, and go again, like I say, sort of um, was an un- unnecessary stop in our uh, mm-hmm. momentum, if you like, and thankfully it hasn't proved a a dead-end stop in our momentum because we've kept it going. Um, but yeah, like you say, I think before the goal, it was more or less even, you know, Cambridge had a few chances going forward and so did we, but there was nothing real clear-cut um, apart, apart from Ferguson's header that was cleared off the line. Um yeah, it, it was it was even, like I said, but we can't really take away from Wales' finish, can we? I mean, absolute sweet as a nut strike, that was. And um, it sort of set the momentum for the rest of the half. Mm. Yeah, in games like this, Mick, particularly against a team like Cambridge, you are a, a, where a point
3: would be a decent result for them. The first goal is absolutely vital. We've seen it in the past. We've conceded it early and it's been a, bit of a tough mm. ask. First goal, to, first goal on Saturday. It did open them up a bit, to be fair. And I, it, Cambridge are all the waste of time. They weren't, you know, they weren't Wickham style delay the game, stop the game. But they did, they did do that a little bit, and that goal stopped them for me doing it a bit further as well.
4: Yeah, yeah they were starting to sort of slow things down a little bit, just slow time, slow time, and what have you. But I mean, let's 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 get cards on the table here. They are a good side. They are. Yeah. They gave us, yeah. they gave us a proper game. Probably as much as anybody has done at our place this season. Um, to be fair, yeah. you know they were excellent. Um, so, so yeah, the, the first goal is important, obviously, in, in any game. Um, and you always felt that we were gonna, we were the ones that were gonna get it. Uh, but they caused us some problems, like you said. They created some opportunities for themselves, and and possibly on another day or with a, a better front uh, front line, they may have taken some of them. But you know. It's the name of the game is taking those chances, isn't it? And like uh, like Danny said, that finish with Ben Wiles. Wow. Absolute sweet as a nut.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
3: it were. It, it was because of the Sadlier, which again we'll come on to. He was asked to play a bit bit deeper, Danny, which I don't think suited Wiles to be fair. I think I do think it stifled him a bit. But at the same time, he still found himself in an advanced position and that, that composure is it's getting better and better with age, as you'd expect.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, our normal way of playing when Rathbone's on the pitch is to have Barlazer in a slightly deep position and then both Wiles and Rathbone a bit further forward in line with the wingers. But it sort of shifted back, so sadly could play as the attacking midfielder. Um, which suits sadly more, especially when you've got Ogbeni on the on the way. Back. No disrespect to Sadlier, but Chio is the more natural winger and sadly, is the more natural attacking midfielder, which is where he played at Donny and scored a few. Um, So, yeah, like I say, Wiles playing a little bit deeper doesn't quite suit him, which might be why he lost the ball a bit more against Cambridge and wasn't quite um, as fluid with his passing, shall we say. Um, But I think it's just more Ben Wiles being more in tune with the advanced position, which allowed him to drift into the penalty area and then pick up Mm. the loose ball and then just fire it into their goal. So, it's, it's one of them where it's like, yeah, it was in a more... Further, in a further back position but because he's played further forward so much this season he's still drifted there and that gave him the chance to get his goal so it's, a, it's 50-50 for me with that one mm. pros and cons that's what I'll say yeah. pros and cons
3: yeah it's his 6th goal of the season um, what's that The 11th goal for the club in total so obviously that's his best goal of scoring season he's had for us um, yeah he, he did okay while he likes to the Danny there's pros and cons to his game but I think that's because of the position he was in um, mm. The second goal came just before half time. Mick uh, Dan is with, with a penalty, backup yeah. penalty duty. Interesting seeing up penalty duty when Sadler's on the pitch. Mm. But uh, so is it. So it is. Um, mm. well, let's get before we talk about Freddie's goal later on. Let's heap some praise on Freddie before Freddie won the penalty. Uh, he Did very very well to win the penalty. Um, and Freddie was a thorn. It was a proper thorn in in their side all afternoon. His work rate's gone up tenfold. He's committed to The team's gone up tenfold. His selflessness has gone up tenfold, mate. He's ticking all these right boxes. We want him to. I, I've got nothing
4: else to add to that, mate. <laughs> I mean, he <you> was excellent. <laughs> he got man of the match. He got man. He, he got his man of the match. Fully deserved. Even if he'd not got the goal, he would probably have been man of the match mm. for me. Um, I, I, possibly some of that is kind of based on sentiment because he's improved. His game has improved so much. Um, since he's come back into the team, into, into the first team, um, absolutely outstanding from Freddie yesterday. And 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 you feel as though he's got more, he has got more, you know, it could up his work rate even further, he it could, it could create himself far more opportunities. Uh, because he's got that in his locker, he's clearly got that in his locker. Uh, but yeah, what, what, yeah, I can't, you can't drop him, he's not going anywhere now, is he, at the moment, not at all. Uh, and, and it's it's fantastic to see. It really is. It looks happy, yeah. doesn't
0: it You know what I mean? It, it, it <laughs> just yeah. looks happy.
4: And, and and you question, you know, whether whether he's whether he's felt that happy previous at the previous clubs that he's been at, or whether he's gone through the motions or whatever. And and maybe he's come here with the same sort of attitude of well, it's a job, you know, I mean I'll I'll go and score some goals or whatever but all of a sudden I don't know, there's just something about him, he just seems to be more content in himself and happier and cheery and everything else when he's on pitch not as serious you know and and and, and his game reflects that
3: oh it definitely does it's now it's, we, we we can heart back to we, we're going to look make ourselves look quite good here um we said when freddy gets a goal he goes on a run since that goal against mk dons he's got five and five excluding pizza trophy there you go. This is, you know, strikers are all about confidence, all about being happy. That's that's nail head for me, mate. You've got mm. to keep these people happy. Here's another one: keep them happy, keep them comfortable. Um, and he's all round game. I, I couldn't agree more. Take, take away his goal, Danny, and he still had an important role to play in the team. Obviously, winning the penalty. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. And I think we uh, we have to come clean. We've been using a crystal ball, and we've predicted that Freddie <laughs> would do well. Um, but yeah, but yeah, like you say, his um, his game against Cambridge was was borderline faultless. Um, mm. He um, his hold up play was a lot better. Um, his ability, his running, just to chase after the ball was a lot better. Like we've seen him in in certain circumstances where the ball's gone forward, and he's just sort of trotted after it. Mm. Uh But against Cambridge, we didn't see, well, we saw very, very little of that. Um And like you say, with the penalty, that came from him chasing after the ball. It was a loose ball and he's gone, I can get that. And he's gone after it. And I think it was a more of a tangle of legs rather than an actual foul. Uh I think the one on cheer was more of a quote-unquote foul. Yes. It was. Uh, it, 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 even though on the replay, it looks a little bit outside the box. But anyway, it wasn't given. Um, but, yeah, Freddie won the penalty from doing something that he's not renowned for, which is going after the ball and putting in a shift and just ch- not chasing the game, but chasing the opportunity to score. Mm. Which, like we have said, when he gets one goal, he gets a hat full. And he's now in that mindset of, I can score. I'm, I've broken the duck. I can go on and keep scoring, which he has done. And, <clears throat> yeah, fair play to him. He was the, pr- the best player on the pitch. Uh, in terms of trying to create chances and and pushing that back line of Cambridge further and further back. Um, yeah, fair play to him. And, and, it's not, and it's nice to see him smile that brightly as well. Like yeah. When he's scored, <laughs> yeah. everyone's around him and he smiles so brightly. Uh, mm. It's just great to see. And before we talk about his goal... The celebration was incredible. Like It's <laughs> slightly taking the mick out of Chio's celebration that he did for him. Yeah, yeah, but, it yeah. but it's still funny. Yeah, and, it is. and I saw a few fans doing the salute back. So, I don't know, that might become a thing. Whenever Freddie scores, he salutes and we all salute him back. That would be hilarious to see. Uh, but, yeah, fair, fair play to Freddie and keep it up. Mm.
4: Uh, and crucially, it, Matt, as well, sorry, sorry something you, you alluded to earlier on, he's, he's starting to bring other players into the game. You know, previously he might, he might hold the ball up, but he'd keep hold of the ball far too long, too many touches, try and turn into, uh, and turn into trouble or whatever. But certainly on Saturday, he was just, he was, you know, he was knocking it and knocking it back, bringing players in into play and, and just, yeah, everything that you want, everything that you want. It, it was an excellent performance from Freddie. Probably his best in a Rotherham shirt for me.
3: Yeah. Oh, well, that's a big shout out after his sudden performance, to be fair. Well, yeah, fair comment, yeah. Yeah, but I, I also think this is different. You know, last season in the Championship where he scored a couple of goals, and last time in League One when he got on those run of goals, you you just felt like he was going to score. But he didn't give this much to the team. Not in a million years did he give this much to the team. There's definitely a mm-hmm. difference to him. Um, and I may or may not be wrong, but it's coinciding with Will Greg coming to the club now. Whether that's Freddie's realized, you know what, I'm not going to be uh, number one here. I you know I've got to work hard, or whether he's just learning. You know, we're all learning in day to day life. Freddie's clearly the same, uh, you know, a seasoned professional, one of the best strikers at this level ever has come in and is learning from what Water Group, what what Wilbriggs doing. Mm. Either one of those two things is a bit of a masterstroke from Paul Warren, whichever one, whichever one it would turn out to be. Paul Warren, Warren has, has, for me, fostered that environment, and and it's a
4: credit to Freddie as well. Oh it's, yeah, it's not a, you know, it's not a young lad. It's not as though he's an eighteen year old kid. He's been around a while. You Know he's an experienced footballer, but if he's still got that attitude where he's he, he feels able to learn off off his peers, off somebody else mm-hmm. who's who's been there and seen it and done it, and pick up you know something new and a, a, a new approach to his game, then that, that's that's even you know more kudos to him, really.
3: It's brilliant, love yeah. it. Yeah, it will. Uh, Dan Barley's got the penalties goal, as we've mentioned, Danny. Um, <laughs> that boy <laughs> just pinging back passes left, right, and center. It's got to the point where. <laughs> Well, the point yesterday where he put this stunning cross-field stunning cross ball and everybody just sort of sat and watched it because that's what we, what we expect from him now. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: You've come to expect this this brilliance from him. Uh, it's yeah. just going up a level every week for me.
0: Yeah, definitely. I saw an article today. Uh, I don't quite know which newspaper it was in, but it was talking about his career journey through Newcastle's academy and having loans at Crewe and Accrington and then us. Um, and even that described him as he sort of settled and... Started coming on leaps and bounds. Whilst he's been with us, you know, I think um, that time at Newcastle where Steve Bruce basically said, "I don't think you'll get into the side," but we can see how good you are, which is probably why they've got such a massive sell-on clause with him, even though they don't need the money now. So we can write that off, one-off, can't we, yards? You know, um, <clears throat> but yeah. But whilst he's been with us, the um, the direction he's taken has just been straight upwards. He's been, he's improved so much, um, even in the Championship. That's given not he wasn't quite. Um, up to his usual standards, but it's a division higher. But now he's dropped back into League One, you can see how well it's done him. And like you say, he's pinging balls left, right and centre. Like He can hit a ball 50 yards and I can't even kick one five yards without it changing direction. I don't know how he manages it. Um, And even with the penalty, I think that's why he was on penalties because he has that ability just to ping a ball. He can ping the ball into the net from the penalty spot just as easily. I mean, after watching the replay, Is it with some speed, you know? He's done the keeper, sent him the wrong way, and the ball's nearly gone through the net. It was, it's so hard. So, yeah, I mean, fair play to Bales. He has well and truly earned the title of the (laughs) George Perlow.
4: And you're saying all this, and to be fair, yesterday, probably by his high standards, he didn't have that good a game. You were all right, you know, by everybody else's standards, you were exceptional. But by by the standard that Dan Barlazer has set over the past few weeks, over this season, you know, his game were bang average, really. Mm. Uh, if that makes yeah. sense.
0: But that's some ability to have a bang average game, but still look exceptional. Yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well,
4: exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah. like Matt says, you know, those, he's playing those crossfield balls and, and like it. Three or four weeks
3: ago, they were getting gasps of, Whoa, look at that! No, it's just nobody <laughs> even cares. It's like, Where's gonna be it again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were also playing a slightly different role for me. I think I mentioned it to you yesterday while we were watching it, mate. He was picking up a lot of that work from Bart from Rathbone. The energy yeah. it was, it was trying to break up a lot of the game. Um, which doesn't really suit him. He did it okay, I think I take took away from his other side of the game a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah. He was he was yeah. very 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 good. Um, Adrex mentions on Freddie uh, realizes maybe he realizes that Paul one isn't going to give him the spot just because he was a big sign when he came a couple of years ago. Possibly. Um, let us talk about the goal for Cambridge first of all before we move on to some other stuff. Uh, Adrex mentions says once again Harding let was just let a score get away from him instead of follow doesn't seem to be in the situation sometimes. Very uh, upset. It's not the first time. I think that's harsh. Mm, I think that's harsh. harsh yeah.
4: and, and and the reason I think it's harsh, I think who Hul- oh, hulahan, hulahan whatever that is, case cool. is uh he, he was exceptional. You can see yeah. what a player he, he was. Uh and that and that setup from him for that goal. I I don't think anybody saw that coming apart from even even lad who made the run, probably surprised he ended <laughs> up at his feet. Uh that was an excellent goal, a really, really well worked goal, and I think to to blame blame the defense for that goal is, is probably a bit harsh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure Warner will be looking to work on that sort of thing. But um, yeah, harsh, so my, Yeah, so that's my view. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it, it, no, uh, like uh, Mick says, Danny, uh, Hanley just not seen it coming, and sometimes it's okay not to see it coming. Sometimes they just do something that's better than you. Know, that, for me, I agree with that. That's just one of those times.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think uh, Harding has um, shielded him well, but it's mm. just as he's come inside and then done the back heel. I mean, you could even say with Woody, Woody should be picking up the guy making the run, but because it's mm. something that ha- we didn't expect, which, you know, fair play to Cambridge on creating something like that and fair play to uh, Hoolihan for uh, having the mindset just to go, oh, just back heel it and play in playing smith's a fair play to him i will say the build-up was better than the actual goal because if you what if you watch he slips as he hits it know, so right it's, so, so it's like all right you're a little bit fortunate that you've slipped and hit it. it's like the exact opposite of what john terry did all them years ago in in the champions league final he slipped and it's actually worked out for him but the build-up play <laughs> was fantastic from cambridge and hands down probably their best move of the game and it's led to a goal so i can't really argue with that fair play to him
3: mm. yeah William robert says that he thinks westland is the best we've seen at new york this season and that's not oh, a yeah. shout to be fair jake yeah. allen morton's performance individual performance was up was up their different roles obviously uh, but they're the two two sort of standouts so far from
4: not in a rotherham shirt i assume he means not in a rotherham shirt of course. No, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah yeah um and then when that goal went in, there was a time, Danny, that up until when we scored, which was, what, 20 minutes later or whatever it were, um, yeah, tw- well, almost half an hour later, there was a t- there were times in that game where, where we were struggling. We couldn't get hold of the ball. We couldn't get out. There were times when I was sat watching it, and I'm sort, of, I'm sort of forgetting that we're winning because we're under that, you know, we're just not playing well enough. But we came out of it. You know what I mean? The, the positives, we came out of that. We were under pressure, under the cosh, but we came out in a positive way.
0: Yeah, I think it was just the um, the whole thing of Cambridge. Like, we've got one; we could we can get another one, you know, and get and get a result out of this. And I think it was um, perseverance on our on our half just to just to ride it out, really, and just mm. keep the ball away. You know, it's like there was one time where we're bouncing about around the penalty box, and I think every fan was gripping the seat <laughs> a little bit harder because it's like get the thing away, you know, route one, get it as far away as possible. Uh, and like you say, we couldn't get hold at the ball, it just kept coming in and, you know, fair play to the defence and to Vickers for keeping the thing out, you know. We were a little bit fortunate at times with how the ball fell. Um, but I've seen a couple things on Twitter, like I saw this one guy say that um, he made a rather loud comment towards Paul Warren and it obviously instilled a bit of you know, um, a bit of venom into Paul Bourne because he started getting the crowd going where he was. Mm. I saw Tony Stewart start to try and get the fans going as well and it just sort of gave the players that little uplift of, you know, we can can get through this. You know, we're still 2-1 in front, we've ridden it, we can get through it. And I think Freddie's goal came at the right time because I think that killed off um, Mm. Cambridge's um, momentum, if you like. And then the game swung again in our favour. But even when we were under the cosh, we were still dangerous. There were still times mm. where the ball fell just right and we counterattacked. And, you know, it, not, not watching it at the time, watching it on the replay, it, it's what my mum said to me. She said, the commentator's got it wrong. He said, he was saying Rotherham are, are a bit on the back foot here. And bang, we've just had an opportunity at goal. You know, sadly, uh, breaking forward and keeper were very unfortunate with the deflection because it sort of took the sting out of the ball. Mm. So yeah, we were under the cosh at one point. Cambridge looking for their second goal, but we still showed our perseverance and persistence but having chances at goal, and it bore fruit. And Freddie scored. Mm.
3: It's the first time, excluding the Charlton game, which I think was an exception because their, because their new manager bounced. That I think that's, that's a different situation. This first game was the Fleetwood game that we came under a sustained pressure in the game and the two responses could couldn't have been more different the Fleetwood game the players folded mm. 14 games or 15 games whatever it is this team looks a different their character and their, the way they're set up they've clearly matured in that in that period of time and hats off to all of them in the management team yeah I mean you just
4: took the words right out of my mouth actually it's exactly what I was going to say virtually word perfect uh it, it is the first time since that game like I said with the exception of Charlton that we've 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 been under Kosh they are Cambridge and all credit to them are the first team that have been able to do that. Um, and, and and I'll be honest, it's because of the way that they played rather than the way that we were playing, I think, uh, possibly, uh, or, or certainly that was a big contribut- in fact, contributing factor to it. They're a good side. Um, and, and you know, whilst, whilst it would have been harsh on us for them to get another one and, and, and get an equaliser, you know, <laughs> their player probably deserved it. You know, uh, certainly, certainly for that first twenty minutes of the second half, they, they bossed the game, and nobody else has done that against us. Certainly not at New York since, like you said, since that Fleetwood game when we th- we just threw a towel in. Um So, so yeah, it's uh, it's good that we can do that though, and this is this is the sort of thing that you know promotion promotion chasing sides and promotion winning sides do. You know, mm. it's it wasn't a case of winning ugly, was it really? But it was a case yeah. of digging in and making sure that he, something yeah absolutely mm. um, so so yeah impressive again yeah.
3: again um, let's talk about an A negative one of the few negatives I have from the actual performances me and Mick talked about this a lot yesterday at the game um, Kevin sadly Danny I thought he gave us basically nothing defensively he was constantly not following his man when he had the ball he looked okay but when he didn't have the ball in the attacking sense, he might as well not have been there. Was he wasn't hiding behind players, but it he wasn't moving away from behind players and things such as that. It, it, we lost energy, and that caused Ben Wiles to have not as good a game for me, and it caused Barley's. I had to have to do a different job, which took him away from his role. I found it really frustrating what he said I thought it was a big, a big chance for him. I, I, I don't think he's done himself any favours.
0: I mean... I mean, yeah, with, with sadly, uh, especially in defensive situations, yeah, I agree completely. He seemed to sort of forget his man and sort of mm. just just fall back onto the default attacking midfielder of, I'll just be waiting, you know, I like not waiting for the ball, but in a more advanced position, ready for when we eventually deal with it, sort of thing. Um, it was definitely better going forwards, for sure. Like, like I said just before, he had that really good chance and it was, mm. unfortunately it took the deflection and took the sting out of the ball. Um, but it, it, for me, it boils down to the thing if he gets a chance, but then he tries too hard to do everything yeah. himself. You know, it's like there were times where he's tried to dance through some people and take a shot and it's not worked. He's took a shot from a silly angle just because he wanted to, he wanted to try and score and show he's got the ability. Um, and that could come down to he's not, being played like enough, if you like, mm. you know, and trying too hard just to break into the side. But I think he should take a leaf out of, say, Jamie Lindsay's book or, or Ed Ekwe's book. You wait until you got your chance, but you keep calm about it and just do what you know and do what you're good at. And if that means, I, if you look at the situation and go, Oh, I could probably do him, but if you know it's going to be a bit more difficult, it's like, oh, I'll play the pass instead, because then you look better for making that decision rather than making the, uh, in hindsight, silly decision. And I think that not, it's not an issue with sadly, but it's just a, a, um, a downside to it, that he wants to do so well and break into the team so desperately that he trips himself up whilst doing it. He tries to run before he can walk, if you like. It's not taking away his ability as a player, because on mm. his day, he is very good, as we've seen. Yeah. But when he gets like the opportunity to play where he wants to play, he tries too hard and then mm. just falls over mm. himself, per se. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Good. Yeah,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, I'm not talking now. We, <laughs> it's Good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: when we were under the kosh, mate, he needed to come off. I, I agree with that. There was a couple of months that second half where I think attacking, it looked really good, yeah. but when we were under the cosh, again, it's not the right phrase. When we, when we, when we were struggling a little bit, it was no good to us. And you know yeah. what I mean? It was. It wasn't helping us. And Jimmy Lindsay, and this may be maybe cost Jimmy Lindsay couldn't do more than 15 minutes, but we needed Jamie Lindsay on, probably 15 minutes earlier, or a whoever you want. We needed mm. that change earlier. And it didn't cost us, thankfully. But against a better team with better finishers, that could have cost us a couple of points. It, it could have done and yeah, it could have done. And I don't think that would necessarily have been
4: and uh, Sadler's fault. Uh, no I'm just just fair. just I mean, no no that, just the formation a, the
3: the, the, sub, the substitution should have come sooner yeah
4: yeah 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 absolutely um the, the problem with playing Kieran Sadler there, which is his natural position i accept is that then you've got a you've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to drag Ben, ben Wiles back uh, into a deeper position and that is not his position if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, so it kind of upsets the balance of the team. For me, we bet we're, we're killing sadly, sadly, uh, there are some parallels to to Freddie uh, mm, of, of old. Freddie, uh, Freddie was always trying to score. That's all he had, all he ever had in his mind. Because I, I think he felt that, while ever he was scoring goals, he was doing the job that the team needed from him. Um, mm-hmm. And and clearly, he's proved. Over the last few games, that that's not what his game is all about, and 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 he seems to have embraced that and improved massively. Sadler uh, just seems to want; it's like a it's like a puppy that wants to impress. You know what I mean? And it's just not coming off. Some of the shots, he's, he, he, I mean, a couple of shots yesterday were absolute bullets, uh, and and he was unlucky not to score from them, particularly on it first half. Um, but then then there's better options. You know, Ben talks couple, about couple it. Ben...
3: Second half them second half ones were just so frustrating. Yeah. A yeah. couple, couple of um, were miles over and that. Were it cross as well that went out for a throwing almost? Yeah, something
4: like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ben's talked about this before, hasn't he? About you know the fact that there's better options to open to him hmm. as he, as he tries to go for this 35 yard screamer. Um I don't know, it's, it seems to me to be a bit of a mindset thing for for, for sadly. Um, and I guess he's in the right place for the management team to work on that, isn't he? Hopefully. But, um, but yeah, you're right. It massively improved the performance when, when, when he went off. But I think that was more down to the change of um,
3: pegs in holes rather than yes. the actual pegs themselves, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, well the, the thing is, Ben Wiles was better than him in that position. Yeah. And, yeah, that, yes, and that's yeah. sadly his problem. Chio's better yeah. than him in that position. Ben Wiles is better in that position. Mm-hmm. Mikel Miller and Shane Ferguson are better at left-hand side. doesn't yeah. fit, does he? he I imagine it's frustrating for him. I get that. got to uh, be. But we've got to look after number one, and that number one's the team. Uh, yeah. I don't think that yeah. was yesterday, unfortunately. Um, a couple more substitutes to talk about. We'll talk about Ipswich game in a bit. Uh, in a minute, we've got ask somebody coming on in a minute to talk to us through that in a minute. Um, The other two substitutes were priced that. were both... Uh, Miller Miller came off Shane Ferguson Michael Miller did very well, got another assist for the goal uh, Will Grigg came off for JJ on 68 minutes Danny, and whoever he brought off, whether it was Will Grigg or Freddie Lodapo can feel hard done by because I thought they both, we talked about Freddie, I thought Grigg had a good game, I know he didn't score, but I thought he did for the team, I thought he did very well as well
0: Yeah, I, I think so, one of them where you sort of wanted them to stay up, both stay on the pitch and just keep yeah. building, because I think Freddie kept building and got his goal. Could Greg have done the same thing? Potentially, you know. Mm. Um, But, yeah, it, I think the only reason he, he brought one of them off was because they're probably going to be the one that maybe starts against Ipswich and brings in Smith sure. or or something or other. Um, but, yeah, I, I just want to talk about Mikel Miller. I think he's one of the more underrated <laughs> players at the mm. club because he's got six assists in twelve in the 12 games he's played. You know, like... Yeah. That's that's perfect for Rotherham. It's a quality assister that's just flown under radar a little bit and no one's really picked up on it. You know, it's yeah. like we've got Chio and his pace and his crossing ability, which is getting better. You know, he mm-hmm. is getting better. He's got better this season. I think that has been helped with a more of a running the island team as well. Mikel Miller is is somehow got the ability just to find Freddie in the box. I don't <laughs> I don't know what it is. It must be like some sort of telepathic thing. Yeah. You know, uh, it's like ball comes to Michael Miller, he whips the ball in, and Freddie's there and he scores. You know, it happened against uh, MK Dons, it happened, and now it's happened against here uh, against uh, Cambridge. Um, but yeah, but one thing I will make uh, a comment on is, I am willing JJ to score as much as I can. <laughs> but my God, I, I honestly, if you watch the replays, you can you can probably see me out of frustration hitting my seat. Like, for God's sake, he's not scored from there, and. I'm, I'm trying to, like, bring the ball into the net for him. And I thought, this is it. He's got it. Oh, he saved it. <laughs> Bang. You know. Um, but, like I said, it is coming for JJ. Mm. He just needs to keep doing what he's doing. And he will get a goal. And mm. hopefully hopefully sooner rather than later. But just keep getting yourself in, that, in those positions. I don't think he watches this. But if he's watching it, keep getting yourself in those positions. And you will score at some point. But just be more mm-hmm. confident, tweet it first time. Don't take a touch, just put bang, yeah. and it'll probably go in, you know. Mm. Yeah, I felt this. If sort of,
3: Harvey Kelwick, mentions says that they thought uh, Kato was unlucky not to score yesterday. He did well when he came on. Andy Hunt says mm. he'll be a big player for us, which I agree with. Mm. Uh His all-round game, mate, yeah, he probably should have scored, but his all-round game was excellent. I thought he did the Michael Smith role very, very well. He, he was yeah, a yeah. big target man. He's not really won that many headers when he's come on in previous games. He won most headers on, on Saturday. Yeah. I was I was really impressed with his all round game, which is as important as scoring goals. I know he's a striker and you want him to score goals, but that all round game is as important because we've got probably well, we Will go against Liverpool to score goals, but we also need that extra work rate as well, which he does give us.
4: Yeah, it does. It does. He grafts, he it really does put shift in even if he's only on for ten minutes, you know, the defenders know that he's been on. Um, and the, the goals, will, the, the goals will come. We know the goals will come. So, yeah, you know, I don't. Uh, there's no, there's no real need for it to be a, a massive issue. Um, you know, it'd be nice, even if it, it, for him not to score right up until uh, until March, and then eighty-nine minutes at Swillsbury he can bang a couple in, can't he? Just to, just to, you know, really, really cement it or whatever. But uh, yeah, no, he's 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 looking good. Looking good as JJ, definitely.
3: Hmm yes uh, it's, it's exciting and I think we've talked about this we've talked about this already but the fact that we, we we didn't play badly but we didn't play particularly well and we'd come out with 3-1 victory against a good team you know they're they, they're not going to get relegated I'd be surprised they get relegated this season they're going to be a solid totally mid-table team mm-hmm. and solid mid-table teams were our Achilles heel two years ago in this league you know solid teams who knew what they were doing and had quality players like we mentioned Hullan. they were really really were our Achilles heel. Um, yeah, any issues with any other players? I thought Vickers Danny had a solid game, he didn't have much to do. You could maybe criticize him for not coming for a couple of crosses in the second half, but that's that's been ultra critical, maybe.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think Vickers has come into the side and done very well as someone who didn't make an appearance whilst being at the club for a year. He's come in and done very, very well. Um, but I think. To be ultra-critical as well, like people said this about Victor, he does have a mistake in him occasionally. Like you said, not coming for some crosses in a goalkeeper's mind, that would be a mistake because it can lead to a goal. Um, You could say his positioning for their goal as well, but it slipped, so that ball could have gone anywhere. It could have gone into East Stand, but it went in the top corner instead. Um, But yeah, he's done very well. And I think he keeps the shirt for Tuesday uh, because I think mm. if we were to put Victor on the pitch for Tuesday, he'd just go up and knock out Gavin Ward after what happened against Barnsley so keep Victor keep Victor like pinned to his seat or something keep him away from him <laughs> Vickers Vickers going to i am telling you now I put I put this out on Twitter
4: earlier on we're going to be no goalkeepers on Tuesday they're all going to be, going to, going to be knocking sick on, on Monday
3: after the fact when they, when they know who's refereeing that game um, yeah. so yeah. yeah bless him uh, yeah, Gavin Ward has refed on Sunday afternoon, so I don't know if that affects him. Who is going to referee Tuesday? Uh, as we mentioned in, on this last show, Gavin Ward is referee going to meant to referee Tuesday's game. Go on to that one. Um, the AFL's website can it doesn't change the website, but that doesn't necessarily mean he will referee us. When it's when they started choosing, it. it did change a few times last season. So let's all touch wood and pray the <laughs> guy doesn't referee us on Tuesday. But you never know. Um, the referee on Saturday, mate. Before we move on. Uh, he did not wasn't, so it wasn't amazing the amount of no, times it. that Greg and Freddie were ragged all over the shop and Woody to be fair which just yeah, yeah. a bit of a
4: joke he was one of those referees that you know um, who sort of came across as though he we were trying to let things let the game flow and everything else and then he'd pull it up for something stupid you know um, the, the shirt pulling that went on uh, certainly in that first half uh, for Freddie and, and, and one or two others just went completely unpunished there was a there was a penalty shout in that first half and it might have been back to about five minutes where Freddie's shirt were nearly ripped off his back and the referee were looking directly at it uh and 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 nothing given and then two seconds later it gives a foul from the corner for somebody climbing you know a, it was very very inconsistent with the referee very inconsistent um you know so but Whatever. It brings another he championship is. referee, <laughs> won't
3: it? You he know,
4: it's not a League One referee and all of a sudden you get a championship referee come down and consistency goes out at Winder. I I I it might be me, I know I'm I know I'm a bit of a I know I'm very critical of these people. I know I am and I accept that and I know it's a difficult job and I'm not going to argue with that. And it's not a job mm-hmm. that I would want to do. Uh, but if mm. I was going to do it I'd give the same thing every time not give it once and then leave it three times and then give it again twice you know what I mean yeah. that's that's what football fans I mean, I'm sure players find
0: so frustrating um, I think that's probably the reason we won the penalty is because we had two shouts and he's sort of gone we'll have to sort of get the time uh, down uh, so you know we yeah, looked a little less penalty foul of the three but can't mm. can't complain so we got to, you know <laughs> yeah
4: I can complain, yes. and I will complain. <laughs>
0: if you, if you, uh, listen, mate.
4: If you want to sit with me and watch this game on Tuesday night, you're more than welcome. But it, my wife's already <laughs> decided she's off out. Like I can't make it. Switch on a work on a school night, but um, she, she's not. She's not sitting anywhere near this game with, with that imbecile referee in it. So,
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, final point. Richard Dixon's a nice one. Um, him and his father took his two boys to their first ever Rotherham game on, on Saturday, and they loved it. I mentioned the team was great, Barley's and Wiles were immense. Uh he's similar to do Add of Confidence Harding, but the Mighty Millers. Yeah, I started taking my little girl, six-year-old girl, and she started singing Rotham songs around the house. <laughs> I could not be more proud Brilliant. of my father. Um <laughs> <laughs> so it's wonderful. Uh one swip switch. Let's talk about Tuesday night. Big game. We have the gov from um, Talk of the Town Podcast. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today.
2: No problem at all. No problem at all. Manscaped, absolutely. You can also use the code TT for twenty percent off. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> if I've got a city on me, head, I might as well plug it as well. <laughs> oh, are we all right. Just oh, Manscaped Cari- Derby. Right, yeah. There we go. A Manscaped yeah. Derby, yeah. <laughs> We're playing like dingley
3: doos. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so, well, how we've talked on your podcast pre-season that I was worried about the switch, mm. right manager, right recruitment. It's not quite panned out that way, unfortunately, has it?
2: No, 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 not yet. We we say, hope, hoping still, despite <laughs> it being nearly the end of November. It's uh, not gone to quite to plan, 19 new signings. We thought, you know, wave of optimism, new ownership. Thought finally we could escape this absolute hellhole known as League One, but <laughs> it's not to be just yet. Apparently, that's what it's looking like. It is a hard thing well, to get out of, though. Isn't it? It's horrible, it's horrible. It just, yeah, I'm botched, we get
4: out of it every time we come in. Here. It's just we can't stay out of it. I know.
2: <laughs> it's sort of, Oh, honestly, everyone thinks you come down here for a little tour, and then you, you you'll go up again, and that'll be it. But once you're down here, our Sunderland, yeah, just, just oh, yeah stumbling exactly. around trying to find the exit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, uh, how has the season been? I know you of struggling mid-table, but has it been a consistently just inconsistent? are there been is the signs of positive lights? Uh,
2: well, our, our only consistency is our inconsistency. Um, we've got we've just gotten beat two 0 at Sunderland. This, this is a big game Tuesday night. Come on, joking, but mm. yeah, you know, big game Tuesday, and a lot of the, some of the fans uh, are saying this is a make or break. Sort of season game, even though it's November. You know, if we get beat, mm. the gap between us and the players currently stands as 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 a as a hill turns into a mountain, and it it becomes maybe a little bit too much to, to claw back. You know, we got beat ourselves by Sunderland. We're now seven points behind them. That's three games. If you lose again, and others pick up results, that could be four, maybe five games in some respects. Wickham are ten points ahead of us, I think. You've got to win. You know, you've got one point from six. Oxford and Sunderland, the last two. This is a big game. I really can't sort of stress that how the fans, my side, feel. So it's a huge game. It's a huge game, Tuesday.
3: How was the Sunderland game at the weekend? We obviously, we did quite very well against the 2 0 defeat, but was was it a 2 0 performance?
2: Um, no, we, it was a lot of huff and puff from our side. You know, for 70, mm. 75 minutes, we've, we've matched them. They've got the goal through to a goalkeeping error. That's football, you know. But, but but what we're finding, we've we've had 19 new signings. We've brought, we brought in Macaulay mm. Bond from QPR and loan, red hot form, brought in Joe Piggott from AFC Wimbledon, who scored 20 plus goals last year. But Piggott hasn't had a look in. Uh and, mm. and a lot, we're a lot of fans are getting frustrated now with the with the lack of flexibility from from the management. You know, we're chasing a game, we never see two strikers. I mean, it's almost miracle levels when, when you talk about can we see two strikers on the football field? It's that level of just not going to happen. <laughs> it's like, really, honestly, you know, we talk about it as if it is a miracle. You know, I'd love to see Pigot and Bond. Oh, well, that's not going to happen. It's like, mm. is, it, is it that extravagant to think of two strikers on a pitch? I mean, really? <laughs> you know, in 2021, crazy, but that's the, that's the way it is. Mm. So, no, we're not good, as you can tell. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that screams at Paul Cook to me. Uh, I, 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 I rate Paul Cook as a manager, to be fair. I do mm. rate him for what he's done in the past. But he seems very inflexible. He seems the type of guy that is sort of, I know what I'm doing. It's my way or, or no way. And from what you're saying, that sort of stands up for where he is now. Yeah, when
2: plan A works, it works really well. Just ask Wickham and Portsmouth. But when it doesn't, and 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 teams match you or, or answer the questions that you've posed with the four two three one, it's it's can you issue a new set, to, you know, to question them to to make them think mm. twice. You know, on, on Saturday. Lee Johnson, I'm not his biggest fan at Sunderland, but he he sprung a, a little bit of a tactical surprise, I believe, with the lineup. Then he brought on Aidan McGee, which changed the game. You know, he, he was always sort of one step ahead of, of Cook. And we never seem to be the team that's one step ahead of, ahead of somebody else when it's when it's a tight game. You know, we lost at Plymouth, yes. um, and many fans on my side would say we should have won that game, but we didn't. Yeah. You know, we put our main team out in the FA Cup first round against Oldham, drew one one. Again, you say that's the players, and then yesterday again you say players. You got to take responsibility. Eventually, you got to say, well, who's in charge of this bunch of players? But that's another story. Yeah. How are that you is... guys doing? Good season.
3: Yeah, we're we'll doing right. We're we'll pretty up here. A minute.
2: We haven't seen you yet in the league table. So you must be doing pretty well because you know we've been looking at four or five teams at a time. We've never seen Rotherham in that four or five. Teams. You must be, you know, sort of up there somewhere.
3: Yeah. We started yeah. quite well, which is very, very unRotherham-like. We're normally sitting where you're sitting this time of season and have a late charge. Um, so, so there is hope. We're getting a bit giddy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. a bit of a nosebleed.
0: <laughs> well,
2: this is it. Where, where, where exactly are you in the time? Mean, honestly, I've, 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 I haven't had the stomach to look above ninth all season. To be honest, um, it's a,
3: it's a struggle at the moment. Uh, our end. We- now it's up to second because we saw Wigan Oxford being called off a weekend. Yeah, that was a funny one, um, yeah. Yeah. Um up to second, two points off top off top now. Plymouth, Plymouth lost the weekend, didn't they? First time in a long time.
0: Um
3: yeah, it's good, it's good times, Danny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's our best start to a season in at least 60 years. Mm. You know, wow. so wow so, I think I think the last time we started this well was like in the 1950s or so. I, don't, I can't remember if it was when we won uh, the third division north, or if it's just before that when we somehow blitzed a division but finished second. I can't quite remember. Um, but it's the best. It's the best start we've probably had in a lot of fans' lifetimes, which is why there's a certain amount of a buzz going around the club. We were see We were, they put. Don't you know? Pump it up. <laughs> on the loudspeakers as the game it. and Yeah, and it's Lots like tune. You, know, you don't do that in November. That's actually <laughs> no, no. jinxed it now. You know it's a great tune. but <clears throat> it is it's a great tune. But I don't know, this this clash with Ipswich, it's giving me vibes of when we last played you a lot at New York Stadium. How it was like the battle for like if Rotherham won we'd go above Coventry, uh, and Ipswich were knocking about in the playoffs, I think. It's giving me sort of similar vibes to that, that if Rotherham winning we go top. You know, we, we might blow our minds away, but like you say, if Ipswich win, it might be a bit of a turnaround season. Well, a turnaround it. of the season.
2: Yeah, this is it. And obviously, with the Christmas period coming up, you've got a run of games in fairly quick succession. But with, with the Christmas period, there's always one team that seems to put something together and comes out the other side in a lot, a lot better shape. This, as you say, this is a good game that could be a catalyst. But we can, we can trace a lot of. Our, our issues. our start of our issues. Back to Rotherham. We were under Paul Lambert doing fairly well, and I, th- I think it was a Tuesday night that that time as well mm. when you came to Portman Road, mm. um, and, and bullied us. With all due respect, you know, and that's that's <laughs> football. You've got to contend mm. with the with 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 all manners of, of of play, and that was the blueprint. And then Lambert never really recovered, and we just went. Mm. We were, you know, all HMS pissed the league. We were like, like, we're like you know, you you are here, Heady Heights. You know, the 17 year old having Jaeger at nine o'clock, thinking we're gonna see midnight. It just, we were, we were loving life, <laughs> yeah. And then just wish like that, and uh, that, that, that was yourselves, but yeah. So, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to the game. Any, any of you three mm. popping down? I, I heard Mick say. He wasn't allowed on a school night. I know that feeling right, a going night. Night.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm coming down. I've got my ticket and my COVID passport and everything ready to go.
2: Yeah, we're one of the few teams that do that, I understand. But uh, yeah, we'll come, come and say hello. It's going to be a good game. It really is going to be, a, you know, mm. two, two teams that can play decent football. Yeah, you know, we do play some good mm. stuff. We just don't sort of put it together for 90 minutes at the moment. That's
3: that's the frustration.
2: Mm. Um, who's the key players from, you know, from yourselves you you yet to pick <laughs> one each? <laughs>
3: Uh, uh <laughs> we've got <laughs> no, uh bring bring your egos in, lads. Bring your egos in. Bring your in, yeah. <laughs> Michael Smith back after a ban. So Michael Smith had nearly a three-week rest, who's been the most deadly straffer in the league. Um he We're will be back it. for Tuesday night. Uh he will bully defenders. If the defenders defenders lying he'll bully them. And that's a constant, that, that should be a concern uh, for you guys. Ben Wiles central midfielder, he's 22-year-old and he looks somewhat special. It can product maker and Mick, he looks Oh, uh, it's have just you, mm. have you replaced Matt Crooks? Have you, have you, have you, do you feel like you've, you've replaced him? Wiles is basically replaced him. We've, we've asked him to play a bit further forward. Not, he's not as physical, he's nowhere near as physical as, as Crooks because not many people are. Um, he's a much better player
4: than Matt Crooks,
3: technically, Ooh, much better, much better yeah. player. Yeah, oh, will I be him in Definitely. January then? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Another kind of four hundred grand bid coming in, yeah, up, yeah. yeah, and a pound. Um, yeah. Luis Suarez uh, situation. I, I like the uh, the striker you mentioned there. We have got a defender, George Edmondson, who many mm. consider a Rolls Royce. That if we don't go some places this year, he certainly will in terms of the championship and, uh, and beyond. So that could be a, a good a good key battle to look forward to for me and you, mm. Danny, as we're going to be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean yourself, Danny. any... Anybody different to,
0: to Matt or is that, is that is the key? Um, I'd say our wingers have come on leaps and bounds this season because last time we played you lot, uh, we still had, I think we still had old Benny, but he was very much in his infancy with his uh, mm, career. And now cool. he's kicked on and he's virtually a, a starter for Ireland now. Um, so we've got him on the right and then we've got Mikel Miller on the left who's got six assists in 12 games. Um, and he somehow magically finds one of our strikers, Freddie Ladipo, like every single time. And yeah. he's got five in five now because he's scored against Cambridge. One thing I do hope is that Gavin Ward isn't quite as um, lenient with our goalkeepers because the last time a referee does, our keeper ended up with a broken eye socket. So, mm. so hopefully he's a bit more. Twice. Twice. No, at, yeah. at, at time before he had stitches
3: above his eyes. So oh, yeah, time before it was stitches and then it were a broken eye socket. <laughs> oh, so. My apologies. So <laughs>
0: so, yeah, oh, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully I, did mention, I, a bit more I did
2: hear Mick sort of question, say some stuff about the referee uh, for this weekend. Your left <laughs> winger is what? what's the left winger's key? Is it pace? Is it just a ability on the ball? Because if it's I pace, think, we're in trouble on the right side.
0: Yeah, he does have a fair bit of pace about him. He's like, um, he is like Chio. He's got a lot of pace to him, but he, ha- he has um, a slightly better crossing ability, I think. I think mm. it's his loan down to League Two that's really helped him out. Uh, and he's coming a lot this season, but we've sort of got two on that side. We've got Mikel Miller and Shane Ferguson. Ferguson's the more experienced winger because he's been at Millwall for donkey's years. Um, when you've got Miller, who's a bit quicker than he is, uh, and then like our trump card, if you like, Tladi Bola, who we've got on from Arsenal. Like he's he's like um, more more of the energizer bunny because he's he's young and he's quick. Um, but he's just like third choice kind of. You know, it sounds a bit debt, harsh,
2: though. but yeah, that's good to have depth, particularly in this in this division yeah. with 46 games mm. and then that St. Johnston's paint trophy is not kicking about. You know, are you yeah. in that still or you're out of that now?
3: Oh, we're still flying high. Yeah, I was still oh, in, yeah, in the big <laughs> one.
2: Oh, I don't know why we bother with the competition at all. Well, like, yeah. mm. it Surrendous.
4: Mm. Surrendous. it's just it's just more games, isn't it? Yeah, let's, uh, let's take uh, these... unnecessary games.
2: Absolutely, it's take some of the some of the teams with the, with the smallest squads in in in, modern, you know, in English football and make them play forty six games of Carabao Cup and FA Cup. Oh, and then we'll play three games as well, extra. Yeah, so, yeah. what's you, know, you you get Gittingham under eighteen versus town under eighteen and you've got to pay a tenner for it. I'm like, well <laughs> Yeah <laughs> That's normally down place, that's normally down the training centre, you know, even you've got like Modern Anley's dog watching it. It's it's it's, it's, it's But anyway. Anyway, back to the league game, looking forward to it. We won't mm. win, but we're looking forward to
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it you've talked about Macaulay Bone playing. Is he a big threat up top? How, what type of player is he in terms of a striker? And uh, will he play, do you think?
2: Yeah, Well, yeah, I think he'll definitely play. I mean, it, it would be a surprise to see Joe Piggott start the game over Bond. He's our top goal scorer. He really scored more goals than our top goal scorer did last year, which says how bad things were last year. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a good, tricky player. Plays off the last shoulder likes to rob a goalkeeper's back pocket as I'm sure you've seen uh with several Wednesday and and then uh Gavin Bajner at Portsmouth also robbed robbed him of one uh, and scored so he's just cooled off a little bit at the moment though and that's that's the issue that's why we stopped scoring because Bomb was the guy scoring behind him you've got Burst and Selena Carl Edwards where's Burns who's been injured didn't play Saturday but when they're all ticking they they were cut above anything at this division. It's the problem is with flair players they don't always tick the way you want them to. And when they were off it, my god, they're off it. Um, and we're, we're we're bang average. So it depends on who who what side of the bed they all wake up on on Tuesday mm. morning. To to be brutally
3: fair. Mm. And what what type of football is it? is it? Are you a possession try to be a possession based team or is it a bit? Is it Paul Cook strikes me as a type of player who can do it, do a few different. You know, can, be past, can be direct. What, what would
2: you say? Well Sunderland called us dirty at the weekend. i <laughs> yeah, I've never heard I town be called dirty uh in my in my life, you know. From Sunderland. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Couldn't question it, couldn't question it, it wasn't there, but um yeah, dirty side. I haven't, I haven't seen a dirty side like us, some of the comments I read on right. on YouTube were. I know I know madness. We we're a side that likes to get it into the number ten, play 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 it to his feet, and then he'll distribute it like a point guard, I suppose, out wide, and then you put it back into the box. So a lot of our goals have been sort of uh, Edmondson at centre half into maybe Selina at, 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 in the in the ten row He'll turn, knock it out to Wes Burns, ball in the box, Macaulay bomb will score. That's kind of you know, if you could paint it up, that's how it. That's how we score. Um, the issue has been. As I say, when Selina's not on it, well, last couple of weeks, and this may be what Paul Warren does at Rotherham, um, and I don't want to bore you with sort of tactical <laughs> debate, but if you press the centre-halves with your mm. midfield and attack, you force us to go long. Macaulay Bond can't win anything in the air. You pick up the second ball, you turn, and then you spring your own counter. That's how Oxford and Sunderland both both did it, and that's kind of the recipe. Press the, the centre-halves, they can't play it into midfield. And then you're asking Bond, who isn't the tallest, to, you know, to, to try and win it, and he doesn't. I like the sound of that. Yeah, that, 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 it's a very simple format, and then when yeah. the team does that, you know, teams that haven't done that, like Wickham, Portsmouth, we've battered. When teams mm. have done that, we've struggled, and that's where the fans' frustration comes from. Yeah. Because we're all sitting there saying we've got to change this game, and he just does it like for like, and it's like, well, mm. it's it's not going to work because they're still going to press the centre arse. Uh, okay. and, and he keeps Bond on, whereas Piggott's a bit more taller. I mean, honestly, I yeah. think I've nearly played as many, many minutes as Pigot has this year, you know, and I've <laughs> been sat in, in the cobble stand for all season, so it says its own story. But I'm looking forward to it. Mm. But if,
4: there's, if there's one thing I can guarantee for you on on Tuesday night, that the, and that is that your center will get pressed, and they'll
2: get pressed a lot. So, that why, uh, so that's not what I want to hear. That's not, that's not <laughs> what I want to hear. It's uh, not what I've rocked up on a Sunday night for you. <laughs> rocked up and tell me you don't press, you don't pass the ball, and you're not very good. Um, you know, I've got going, you know, going freeze my knackers off on a Sun on a Tuesday night. You know, Mr. Yeah, Baker or whatever. I know, that's shocking. So you do. Pre- a <laughs> lot of teams do press, though, Mick. That's mm-hmm. the yeah, yeah. And, and and you you you'll, yeah. you'll know it yourself. You know how you play, and when teams turn up and, and and have the game plan to stop you, you that's when you see Paul Warren I'm sure change it yeah. and win a mm-hmm. game. We've not yet seen that from Cook. With last year's side or this year's side. That's that's, that's the big issue. Mm-hmm.
3: Another issue. Yeah, yeah it's
2: gonna
3: be interesting. Uh, before we let you go, I will, if we can, I'd like a score prediction from you, if we, if, uh, if, you could please. No, no pressure. But the Cambridge guy got it bang on.
2: Oh, I won't you get got... it bang on. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely woeful at predictions. I've got a prediction league, and I'm bottom bottom of my own prediction league. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't even fix a win. Um, I'm going to say, ooh, I'm going to say two one Ipswich Town. Why not? You know what I mean? Like, Why it's not? Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a home a home bird. You know, two one Town.
3: There we go. Thank you very much. And if anyone wants to get some, you know, see the more detailed Ipswich Town preview and review after the game, where can they see you guys?
2: Uh, well, we're we're it's the home dressing room on YouTube. On YouTube, we we'll just put in talking town, which is Ipswich Town, and you'll find us. We're all on YouTube. We do we do pre-match stuff, post-match stuff, we do three or four shows during the week and as I've probably shown you, it's just we just basically banter the shit out of each other and have a (laughs) laugh. Pretty much that. You know, we don't like low block, high block, expected goals, all that sort of modern stuff. that's, that's, That's banned. Been that be in the bin. It's shots, <laughs> shots on target. Have we won? No. It's the manager's fault. Job done. Yeah. <laughs> that
3: sound of that. Fantastic, <laughs> mate. Well, thanks for doing this, and we'll good luck for the rest of the season. Not Tuesday, obviously. And we'll uh, we'll see you next time. you <laughs>
2: thanks, guys. See thank you. you. Bye.
3: Uh, so there we go. Everything looking good for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So what do we think for us? We've gone. We'll, well, we've gone long already, we'll, you know, we won three one. Well, we were allowed to go long, weren't we, guys? Um, <laughs> what do you think for the setup on Tuesday, Danny? I, the, one of the questions I have is Woody. It uh, was it was stretching. Mm. himself. it was the end of the game. It was stretching uh, his hip or, or something like that towards the end of the game. Uh, if he could come in. Do you think? There's always a question with Woody if he can play t- potentially three games a week. What, what, what can you see? Many changes for Tuesday from our side.
0: Um. No, I don't think so. I think um, like I say, if Woody doesn't feel up to it or is feeling a bit tight, then ineque can come in very easily and and playing in the middle, which um seems to suit him more than playing on either side of that back three. Um potentially Lindsay in for Sadlier, you know, mm. bring him back in a little bit. If Rathbush um, yeah. Because uh, we'll see how Rathburn is, but mm. he's probably odds on that he's not going to not going to play yeah. and not risk him. So, Lindsay and Pasadlia potentially, um, maybe bring Smith in and then keep either Freddie or Grigg as the trunk card for later in the game. Potentially Grigg, which is quite harsh on him, but I can see Smith and Freddie potentially doing a number. You know, both in form, uh, Smith will be eager to get back in the side as well. Um. Yeah, maybe one or two changes, but I don't think it'll be anything major. It won't be like a major overhaul because of it, because of it being a Tuesday, I don't think. Yeah, no,
3: is it, for me, it's tossing a coin, mate, for Freddie or Greg. Smith's got to come back in. Uh, and, and again, I don't I mean, think that's harsh on both of them, but Smith's just got to come back in. Who, who are you taking out, Mick? for who's starting? I'm keeping Freddie. Freddie doesn't lose his place under any
4: circumstances at the moment. He's scored five in five, and he's he's putting an absolute shift in game after game. Why would he lose his place? I don't care who's coming back. You know, um, Will Greg is not firing yet, um, which is great for our from our point of view. We just keep him off Sunderland's radar for a bit longer. Um, <laughs> he, he has a lot to do. He you know he just he does play a, a really important role for me in that to mm. uh, up there, even even when he's not scoring. Uh, you know, his presence is, is, is really, really important and, uh, and, it, and, he, and he contributes a lot to it. But um, but yeah, it, it, give him a rest on Tuesday night. Uh, Smithy comes back in for me and uh, Smithy and Freddie up front. And if they've got a problem playing out front back and yet are still trying to play out front back, then uh, uh, Smithy and Freddie are going to have an absolute birthday. I don't think it'll be like that, by the way. I don't think that'll be the case at all. Um, but, you know, if... if if, if that is how they play and they do struggle that
3: way, then uh, it's going to be interesting. Mm. Yeah, it is. I agree. Must um, have some predictions. Harvey Kelwick thinks it's going to be 2-0 to the Millers. Uh, you're right. Will Roebuck thinks it's going to be a huge game, especially with Plymouth-Wickham um, Wednesday MK. MK. Uh, Wednesday hit a bit of form. Well, i beating it in a while anyway. Not many wins in there. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm going to start us off and go 1-1. Uh, it's, it's a big game. I take a point. I would happily take a point. Uh, Mick?
4: Yeah, that's that, that's where I was going. That's where I was going, 1-1. One, one. Um, I'll have it now. Um, and, and hopefully it can come away without any major injuries. Um, and, and I say that slightly tongue-in-cheek, but not completely, uh, mm. based on previous experience. So, yeah, I'll take 1-1 one, one and, uh, and no injuries, please. Okay.
3: fries <laughs> <Don't laughs> with that?
4: Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> I always knew you'd get, I always knew you'd progress eventually,
3: Matt. <laughs> uh, Danny, you'll be making the long trip down. Um,
0: what are your thoughts on the well, give us a prediction. Well, I'm going to make it the hat trick and say 1 1 as well. Um, like it's I, I, he's, he's giving off similar vibes to the Charlton game for mm-hmm. me. Uh, and with Charlton, I'd have taken 1 1 um before, before we got down there. Same with Ipswich. You know, as long as we don't lose, I'm happy, but it would be better to win. Um, like Guff said when he was on, he thinks it might be 2 uh, 1 to Ipswich. You know, if Bond somehow finds his form, maybe, but I think we've got players potentially coming to the side who like to press, which will probably do us a lot of favours in the long run. But baseline, 1 1 for me. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, we didn't really ask him about the COVID protocols. We
3: mentioned briefly that we didn't ask about how rigorous they are. Apologies, everybody. Um, good luck, everybody jumping through the COVID rings uh, at Ipswich. Um final point to talk about tonight is just Oxford United. Um, we're obviously meant to play Oxford on Saturday coming at Oxford at Gasham Stadium, whatever it's called nowadays. Um, their game on Saturday was postponed at 11 o'clock on the day. Um to of at Wigan Athletic and looking at poor Carl Robinson's statements, their main issue was goalkeepers. Um, they basically had no keeper. They were trying to sign an emergency goalkeeper on the morning of the game, and then the game potentially could have gone ahead. But then there were a few more tests positive. Um, it'd be a blow, Mick, if that game got moved. That'd be another two week gap mm. between league games. I well, know got the cup games in between there. Um, if Oxford's called off a play with them, we don't play another League Two game, League One game, sorry, until Gillingham in two weeks' time. Yeah. It'd be so frustrating to see that, like, and, it, and it's a big game. It's an important game, Oxford. But they're finding some yeah. form. It, it's a key game. We don't really want moving. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, it, it, what will be will be, won't
1: it? As far as this is concerned,
4: it's it's not really within anybody's control. No. Um and you can only hope that if they are coming into a bit of form. We can only hope on behalf of uh, of Carl that uh, I think they have to postpone this one as well, and you know it knocks him off the stride a bit because uh, Carl will be really happy about that, won't he? And if he's happy, I'm happy. Mm. Sorry, if he's yeah. not happy, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: don't think I, I read somewhere there was a number around seven positive mm. tests. Um, with a couple of their keepers, one of the one of the keepers they were going to going to play um, hadn't had his second COVID jab because he wasn't old enough, so he's now got to self isolate. Um, so it really it really is a bad situation for them. Mm. But yes. we were on the wrong side of it last season, Danny. If if we know the EFL, there's half a chance our game will be on next week, and Oxford might be only field a very weakened side. We might benefit for once.
0: Yeah, I said to uh, someone at the game, that game could be like us against Barnsley. You know, it's like, can you get 11 out here? Yes, we can, just. Right, off you go then. Mm. Um, So, and Carl Robinson has said that they are hoping to play the Tuesday game, all being well. Um, Yeah, so I I, I personally think Saturday will be on. Uh, I'm going to pay my bus fare to get down there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I, I personally think it will be on, but Oxford maybe a little bit of a walking wounded side with, like I said, maybe an emergency eleven keeper just to get them through the fixtures. Um, but yeah, I, I personally think it's on. Yeah. Yeah, they're similar to us. I think they've got other injuries
3: as well as this COVID. So but this is where we are in football. You know what I mean? Um, EFL, I think we'll take an even dimmer view this season than last season, to be honest with you. I think they'll be much less forgiving than they were last year. They weren't very forgiving wheels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that remains to be seen hopefully it's on for our sake um, we shall wait and see no, we'll, we'll come back on the third episode and we'll, we'll know by then we'll know by the third episode if it's on on I would have thought um, we've got an hour and ten here boys is there anything that you want to touch on any performances anything from the Hitchell game or the options of battle that you think we need to cover or haven't covered
4: nope have I mentioned Gavin Ward's refereed on Tuesday you have mentioned that <laughs> once or twice so. I'm just pre- I'm just getting prepped. a <clears throat> weekend, I managed to forget about it all about weekend, and now back to work tomorrow. So you know it's not great, is it? You know Monday morning anyway. But we can I can sort of temper that with the fact that I'm going to be able to vent my spleen at somebody on Tuesday night.
3: Yeah, I assume you want to come watch it at my house because your wife won't want to watch it with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I so
0: say keep solid objects away from his hands, Matt.
3: There were two kids upstairs asleep, maybe it's not such a good idea, Mick. To be honest, really. No, no, maybe not, no. <laughs> yeah. um, safe journey going, going down there. I imagine there'll be a lot of people watching Eiffel because it's a long old trip on Tuesday night, but safe journey to everybody going down there. Please bring them back three points. That'd be lovely. Um, thank you, Mick, for today. It's been lovely. And thank you, Danny. As always, it's always a pleasure, mate. Yep, always. Uh, We'll be back next week, Thursday, for this one. Please make sure you subscribe on YouTube and iTunes, five-star rating, all the usual good stuff that you do for us. Uh, We are really keeping the forward now, so please get subscribed if you can. And we'll see you Thursday for the next episode. Thank you, guys.